Which got me into a little bit of trouble. That's not even funny. Can't believe we, we came up with a whole episode, pretty much. I'd be like, alright, I got ten minutes. And I'd run to the computer, fucking pull my pants down. The fire is dying. I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Mr. Yorick! Mr. Yorick! Welcome to the But You're Wrong podcast. I'm Greg DiNicola. I'm Keith Fidela. We now join the But You're Wrong podcast already in progress. I am Professor Dr. Metz. Wow. <sighs> Mr. Overachiever, that guy. Is yeah, what a douche. Who wants to be called Professor Doctor? Fuck that guy. I heard of a guy. My uncle told me he used to work with him. And he had two dicks? No, but he had two doctorates, and he wanted to be called Dr. Doctor. Mr. MD? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, but he wanted a double doctor. Isn't that insane? No, you don't get two doctors. Yeah, people want Dr. Doctor so-and-so. You know, like... What the fuck is that? That's... That sounds like somebody with a stutter. Like, if you're going to go, I've earned two doctorates, like, let's make a new thing that's like, I'm a five-star general. Like, I'm a two-star doctor. I would never, ever call someone that had more than one doctorate anything other than doctor. No, you just call them doctor, but, like, on their business card it says two-star doctor. Two star. Oh, yeah. that would be kind of cool if they had like little stars. Yeah, like you know how like because in the military, I believe you can be like a three star general, but everyone just goes general, general. You're like, still general. You're yeah, still general. But like on the lapel of their white overcoat, it has like two stars, and they're like, "Oh, he's a two star <laughs> doctor." Yeah, yeah, that's true. What's? Well, I guess it's higher than a general, admiral. Well, no, admiral's kind of like a general, but just in the what. Um, army ranks. Yeah. I guess you could just be Eisenhower and just be the supreme allied commander. <laughs> yeah, he's just that guy. Which is the most killer title in the history of Um Yeah, there's nothing ab- there's nothing above general. No. Well, there's definitely nothing above Supreme Allied Commander. No, I think uh, I think then the next one is just because uh, you could be a four star general, and then five stars is general of the army. Yeah, and then I think so you're the like only, the jo- the Joint Chiefs, basically. At y- that point, I think the only one above that is uh, Commander in Chief. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, General of the Army. This is only used in time of war where the commanding officer must be equal or of higher rank than those commanding armies from other nations. Really? That's what it says. That's re- Wait, for, for the United States? Yeah, the U.S. Army. That's so weird, though. Like, why do we care? I don't like, know. We, we, like, why do we care what the rank is on the other side? Because, I mean, I'm not well, even just saying this to be pompous, but, like, shouldn't we assume that if we're going against, like some stupid country like our general is higher than is worth more than another general well but maybe it's not for like the opposition only it's only like the it's for like the allies too like there's the french guy that's like i am the general of the army and you're oh, like, oh like oh. So, so we can be like all right sit down you know de gaulle or whatever yeah yeah and you can be like whoa 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 i am also the general of the army yeah 
So and because I'm from America, footing. I'm in charge. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, I think I'm thinking maybe that's it. Got it. That would be my guess yeah. though, because I feel like they would like look down upon you. Hmm. Um, let's see, this yeah, I guess, thing, especially obviously. especially the French uh, <laughs> example that you gave. Like, oh, you are just a <laughs> lieutenant. <laughs> oh, you are only four stars. I have fought. Oh, I fought in your general direction. Is that from Monty Python? I do not know what you are talking about. Excuse me, sir. When's the last time France successfully defended itself? Uh, go ahead. I will taunt you a second time. Okay, now you're definitely doing Monty Python. <laughs> Fucking French. Uh, yeah, because there's a, let's see. General of the Army is a military rank used primarily in the United States of America to denote a senior military leader, usually a general in command of a nation's army. It may also be the title given to a general who commands an army in the field. The rank is typically considered the equivalent of marshal, field marshal, fleet admiral, or other equivalent five-star ranks. Uh, blah, blah. Let's see, corresponds to overall command of entire national army. Mm. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, so there's uh like general of army of the army in the USSR. Uh, there's one for Indonesia, but then equivalent of the army ranks. Equivalent. I'm sorry. Equivalent general of the army ranks. Uh, field marshal. Numerous countries. Uh, Marshal de France. Marshal of France, it's obviously mm-hmm. France. Uh, Marshal is Brazil. Uh, we got Croatia, Vietnam, Cuba. Nepal has one. Uh, similar general of the army titles. Um, Reichsführer is uh, not oh, German. The, the, the Reichsführer. Reichsführer. Oh, that sounds great. Yes, Reichsführer. Arixia, I believe your fire is dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they don't sound like they're up to anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Nazis, uh, I started watching that uh, Man in the High Castle. Oh, how is it? It's pretty good. Yeah, I really wanted to watch it. I'm about halfway through. Um, yeah, how many episodes is it? It's like ten episodes. Okay. So yeah. I think I, I think I left off on episode five. It's pretty good. Yeah. Not really sure what's going on, um, like how it all kind of fits in. Because I know it's uh, it's like a based on a book. Is it by Philip K. Dick? Uh, I don't know, but I think the, the name of the book was The Man in the High Castle. Man in the High Castle. Hang on, I wanna, because it's like an alternate history kind of thing. Right. But I just want to see who wrote the book. Yep, Philip K. Dick. Because Philip K. Dick usually writes more like science fiction y things and isn't necessarily known for alternate history. Mm hmm. So I'm wondering if there's some kind of like weird time travel alternate dimension thing that's going to suddenly like come out and be like, hey, by the way. Um. Because they, can I spoil just like a tinge for it, of it for you? Sure. So basically, the man in the high castle is somehow related to these films that they are smuggling in. 
you find this all out in like the first half hour of the the episode, the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the footage that they show in these films is like actual World War Two footage of like the Allies winning. Yeah, and shows clips of like the celebration in Times Square, bombing of Pearl Harbor, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm sorry, not bombing of Pearl Harbor. Nagasaki uh, and Hiroshima. Yeah, uh, I think bombing in Nagasaki's in there, and um, uh, storming uh, Normandy. I couldn't think. Okay. Of, I couldn't think of Normandy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a very big event. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was just a minor, the minor thing. Yeah, foot, um, footnote. To yeah, just a just a little thing. Yeah. Um, and they never ex- exactly say. I don't think like how they ended up winning the war. Um, Yet at least they might have, and I might just they might have alluded to it. I might have missed it, um, but it's like actual footage, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's fake! It's fake! Um, it's like propaganda films and stuff." But there's a part of me that's going like, "What if it's real? And it's really like a time travel thing, and like somebody went back in time and changed it." Mm. Like, do we ever find that out? And the man in the high castle is like the only one that knows about it, so he's like putting this footage out there to be like, "We did win the war, but something went wrong." Like Dr. Samuel Beckett jumped into the wrong life and fucked everything up. (laughs) (laughs) Good reference. Um, It's like there was an episode, there was a lost episode of Quantum Leap where he jumped into Hitler's body and was like, I don't want to die. Like that time he was uh, uh, Oswald. Oh, yeah, he was all. Yeah, yeah. but there was also the one. uh, I was. Well, that just made me think of the one where he, he was in. Like a Vietnam soldier or something. Oh yeah! Like and all of a sudden he's in a foxhole and he's just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he said, "Oh boy, oh boy!" Because yeah. that was always the thing. He would jump into the next one, and they would show you like a snippet, and he would just be like, "Oh boy." I I think my favorite opening might be they show him just walking into like a little like lunch area like a little cafeteria or something and he walks in he sits down and everyone just starts looking at him and like freaking out and then he looks in the mirror and he's a black dude in like <laughs> <Yeah>. the 40s <laughs> uh, and you're just like oh boy <laughs> what a show the uh how long was it on for five seasons <sighs> oh okay i was gonna say six but yeah it says five seasons because I was thinking of the episode where, and this must have been like towards the very end. Hang on, uh, f- episode f- twenty of season five is where he like leaps into like a civil war soldier. Yeah, yep, and yep. they're just like, "Oh fuck, how'd you do this?" Uh, and he's like, "And uh, what's his face has to come in with Ziggy, with Ziggy, yeah, and be like." Well, it seems that somehow you can leap into close relatives of yours. So you leaped into your great-grandfather. So now you have to help win the Civil War. And he's just like, oh, boy. God. They, uh, they really, they really ran out of ideas in season five. They were like, how do we up it for season five? Because episodes one and two are Lee Harvey Oswald. That's pretty big. Um... I don't remember these. There's one called Trilogy, a series of three. I don't remember what that was about. Um, but they did a three-episode arc called Trilogy that, that all took place in Louisiana. 
like 10 years apart. Um, Dr. Ruth is the title of one episode. I wonder if the one that I mentioned in, uh, with it, with the, uh, with the black guy, uh, I wonder if that's one of those. No, I feel like that would be earlier. Uh, Although maybe, cause it was like 1955, 1955, uh, 1966 and 1978. Mm. Uh, here, okay. quantum leap, Sam leaps into black guy. <laughs> I actually just looked up one of my other favorite episodes after you're done with that. I think it's The Color of Truth. Oh, that sounds that sounds right. When he leaps into the body of an elderly black man. Yes. Okay, so that's yep. not it. But then hang on. Episodes uh, 16 and 17 of, oh. uh, <laughs> of season 5. 17 is one of my all-time favorite Quantum Leap episodes. Uh, Return of the Evil Leaper and Revenge of the Evil Leaper. Oh, no, no, no. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong season. I thought it was um I am looking at season 2. Never mind. Yeah, I'm on, we're way down in season Uh it was season 7 but se- 17 of season 2. 17 of season 2, the ti- the title of the episode is just called Jimmy and uh he leaps into the body of a retarded person. And oh yeah. His older brother is Michael Madsen and he just makes fun of him all the time. Yes. I and think we like, talked about this before. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. And because it was like made in the eighties, they're just like, What are you retarded? Like this is just <laughs> Uh Okay, so we got Revenge of the Evil Leaper. Um and then episode twenty is the Leap Between States. That's the uh Civil War one. Mm. Uh, that's a pretty good name. And then uh, not, 21 is Memphis Melody, and then 22 is Mirror Image, which I just remember being real weird. Mm, did he – I mean, they just tried to shoehorn any way they could get him into a dress. Like, they were just all of a sudden they'd leap, and all of a sudden he just they'd show, like, the preview, and it'd be like, next week on Quantum Leap, and they'd show him in the dress, and you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Okay, so I looked up the evil leapers because I I don't remember them. I don't remember that either. Uh, the this is from uh, quantumleap.wikia.com. Ooh, yeah, it's legit. Uh, hang on, I got a ad here and I got to shut off. Okay, you guys better shut the fuck up. I'm not kidding. It's you son of a bitch. All right. Wait, 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 what's wrong with you? I got this ad playing. You know oh. how they just play the ad. And it mm. just doesn't mm. does, doesn't stop. Uh, the Evil Leapers are an evil organization which works similar to Sam and his project, but this group is evil, and they leap <laughs> as part of their objective in order to try to put wrong what once went right. Oh, uh, history behind the Evil Leapers. Once evil leaper named Aaliyah. Uh, was originally the first... <laughs> she drove off a cliff. <laughs> was originally... Oh, no, no, no. She was the plane. Never mind. Yeah. Left Eye Lopez drove off the cliff. Uh, was originally the first evil leaper until Sam was able to convince her to turn good in the process, uh, helping her out of the control of the evil leaper group. Like Dr. Beckett, she is trying to get back home to her own time. Zoe, another evil leaper, was sent leaping to kill her unsuccessfully. Mm. had been the hologram of the project. 
formerly working as Al's evil counterpart when Zoe attempts to kill Aaliyah in the episode Revenge of the Evil Leaper. By leaping into a women's prison where Aaliyah and Sam leaped, leapt? Leapt. I mean, it uh, should be. <laughs> the evil leaper sent her replacement, an almost comically quirky black scientist named Thames. Uh, replaces her as the hologram, attempting to guide her in the murderous plot. I'm sorry, not murderous plot. That's is good writing. Murderous pursuit of both Sam and Aaliyah. The project is run by Lothos, Ziggy's <laughs> evil computer counterpart. <laughs> I was just gonna say, is there an evil Ziggy? Uh, Lothos? Are you kidding me? That is so lame. I gotta, I gotta go watch this this arc here. Uh, wow. Appearances: Deliver us from evil. Return of the evil leaper. Revenge of the evil leaper. Please tell me, deliver us from evil is season five. Yes, <laughs> deliver us from evil was the seventh episode of season five. So that just proves season five. They're like, shit, we got to come up with some stuff to. <laughs> well, to I mean, figure like, this God, out. we've spent four seasons <laughs> leaping into other shit. Like, we're we're out of good ideas. We have nothing. We've covered everything. What more can we do? That's the problem with that kind of a a I mean obviously every show is going to end at some point but when you start out with the premise of that you almost automatically set like a time limit. Like the clock starts ticking as soon as you start that show. Yeah. Cuz there's only so many things that you can do. The problem was that they literally just set up and they're just like Limited to leaping into his own lifetime. And you're just like, well, that that limits it. Like, it's not like he can leap to, you know, another time. Revolutionary Yeah, like revolutionary civil war. Well, they figured the civil war thing out because they were like, hey, guys, we we (laughs) did the episode count for our ideas. We have 21. We need 22. And the guy was like, let's have him leap into the civil war. And they're like, we can't make it work. That's against the rules. Yes, but what if through some kind of loophole, like we could say he leapt through a wormhole? Is it leapt or leaped? I don't know. But we could just say he went through a wormhole or something. (laughs) We'll say both. Yeah. He leaped leapt through a wormhole, and then he ended up in the civil war because his grandfather was in the civil war. And they're like, all right, let's just bury it at the end. (laughs) You want to make it the finale? No, I just... Let's make it like episode 20 before things really make sense. Um, so. that, that's actually true. If you notice, like, the first few episodes before a finale, they're usually bad. Yeah. Because they're like, well, by this point, not that many people are watching right anymore. Before, right before, like, the penultimate episode. Like, the second oh, to last the, episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, penultimate, yeah, yeah. right? Is like, that? I okay, I'm not, I'm not really familiar. Okay. Uh, I think it's penultimate. We'll say penultimate. Uh, episode is, like, usually decent, like, usually pretty good, because that's, like, the lead-in to the finale. The finale. Yeah. So, the yeah, act's usually pretty good, but, yeah, somewhere in, like, the the high teens, the low 20s is when they're just like, ah, screw it. Right. Um, okay, so here's a mirror image. This is what happens in the last episode of Quantum Leap. Spoiler alert if you are 23 years behind. 
August 8th. And we have no sympathy. August 8th, 1953. Sam leaps into a bar in Cokesburg, PA, a coal mining town, at the exact moment of his birth. What? What? When he looks into her mirror, he sees his own image looking back. As he converses with the bar's owner and bartender, Al, who was played by Bruce McGill, who I believe was, uh, what's his face from Animal House? Uh, I'll take a look. Uh, oh, he's D-Day in Animal House, yeah. Okay. Uh, they include a little link because he has his own Quantum Leap wiki page. Oh, wow. Uh, viewers soon learned that it was Sam who wanted to put right what once went wrong. That's why he created Project Quantum Leap. Sam is given a choice to return home or continue leaping. Sam says he wants to return home, but first he feels he needs to fix one more thing for his friend Al. Sam okay. leaps back to April 1st, 1969 to tell Al's first wife, Beth, that Al is still alive and will come home. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. The episode ends with captions that state Al and Beth never divorced but instead had four daughters. The final caption reveals that Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. What? Oh, wow. That's a... That's kind of weird. That's not that's not what I was expecting. So because he has to, he's like I got to do one more thing. The bartender was like, "Well, like cuz I remember the bartender <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> I, I feel like the bartender like knew what was going on for some reason. Hmm. Like he knew exactly what was happening and he was like, "Well, you got two choices. You either get busy living or you get busy dying." <laughs> Or no, it's just like you can return home or continue leaping, and Sam's like, I want to go home, but I need to fix one more thing for Al. And then they're just like, yeah, he never came home again. It's just like, no. That's a weird ending. That's real messed up. I don't think I've ever seen that, because I've watched a lot of Quantum Leap episodes, but that does not sound familiar. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like I'm missing that much, though. Yeah, probably not. Um <laughs> Quantum Leap, though, created by the same guy that would later go on to create NCIS. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's impressive, I guess. Wait a minute. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Donald P. Belisario is an American television producer and screenwriter who created and sometimes wrote episodes for the TV series <laughs> Magnum P.I., Airwolf, Quantum Leap, JAG, and NCIS. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty decent resume. Uh, it seems that he actually created Magnum PI. Sick. He created a show called Tales of the Golden Monkey. <laughs> okay. He created Airwolf, uh, Quantum Leap, uh, one season of a show called Tequila and Boni- Bonetti. Sounds like a porno. Uh, Jag cre- tried to create something called First Monday, and then created NCIS. Uh, I guess he's not credited with creating the NCIS spinoffs. Oh, like NCIS uh, Milwaukee or whatever. Or, yeah. No, NCIS LA and NCIS is. I think there's an NCIS New Orleans, which has Scott Bakula. Oh, you're right. It does. Because he does this weird New Orleans kind of accent. Does he? I never. Sure, I've this never thing's on it. season three. We're about to go into season three. What, NCIS New Orleans? Yeah. Wow. 
Damn. Damn. What do people people watch this? Uh I think I've seen the episode where they do like the pilot within a pilot for New Orleans. Oh really? Where they go down and he's like, Oh, Gibbs, it's all gumbo and stuff down here and you're just like, Oh God. <laughs> this is Baculus doing a voice like that? Better. He's doing it slightly better. But yeah, it's okay. like <laughs> I hope it's so. all like <laughs> they make a lot of like gumbo and like jazz references. Like it's all like stereotypical New Orleans stuff. They're like, How many New Orleans stuff can we fit in there? Yeah, so but they're talking that's about that, the, that's real though. <laughs> Well, yeah, remember, but it's... remember eating dinner with my family. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> was it not exactly like you had hoped? <laughs> it was. I mean, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Okay. Um, but the uh... no, but it was like all the time. It was like constant reminders that hey, we're in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, what is that? The the fourth quarter. The French quarter. The French quarter. No, but there's uh oh no, what's it called? Like the fourth, the fourth line, when they do like the march or something, and the parades and shit. I don't know. Uh, there's some kind of thing. Let's see if second line parades. Oh, I know Bourbon Street. Yeah, yeah. I know Bourbon Street. I don't remember Bourbon Street. Uh, oh, have you have you been down there? No. Oh, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. So this is why this is why I actually wanted to read his uh his uh his thing. Early life. Uh he was born in Cokesburg, Pennsylvania. Oh where, his, where one of the remember the episode was. Yeah, the final episode was. Yeah. To an Italian father, Albert Jethro. A Serbian mother, Dana. Nilipovich? I don't know. He served in the U.S. Marine Corps with Lee Harvey Oswald no from way. 1955 to 1959, attaining the rank of sergeant. That, no, that's wild. Also, the rank thing, we're kind of coming full circle <laughs> yeah, here. <I> know. <laughs> uh, here's where it gets kind of weird for me. Uh, he earned a bachelor's degree in journalism at Pennsylvania State University in 1961. What? Uh, in 2001, he was named a distinguished alumnus, the highest honor bestowed on a graduate of Penn State. In 2006, he endowed a million-dollar trustee matching scholarship in the Penn State College of Communications. Wow. Uh, Wait, so what was it? A distinguished alumni? Yeah, distinct. Well, distinguished alumnus. That's the highest rank you can get? Yeah, that's like the five-star general at Penn State. Oh. Yeah, I heard uh, that's what uh, Sandusky was, too. Yeah, no, uh, something like that. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. He became an advertising copywriter in Lancaster, uh, and three years later became creative director of the Bloom Agency in Dallas, Texas. Huh. <laughs> the little, little Oswald connection again. Yeah. Uh, after working under... Wait... Uh, that was in 1968. Okay, no, that was after. Yeah, 63 was when. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you think he like went back there and would just like take new employees walking around? It was just like, this is where Kennedy was shot. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> oh yeah, I no, 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 I know. Harvey Oswald. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Creep. Okay. <laughs> you still want to work for us? 
I don't know now. This is weird. Uh, after working under such television producers as Glenn A. Larson, I don't know who that is. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know. I'd say best known as the creator of the television series Alias Smith and Jones, Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers in 25th Century, Quincy M.E., Oh, The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, BJ and the Bear, <laughs> The Fall Guy, Magnum P.I., and Knight Rider. Okay, I mean, I know the name because he's done a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, he does a lot. <laughs> or did a lot, he's dead now. Yeah. He's- uh, and Stephen J. Cannell, Cannell yeah. um, best known for things such as The Rockford Files, The A-Team, Greatest American Hero, 21 Jump Street, and uh, The Commish. Man, these guys are did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, all of these guys. Like, can you imagine being responsible for that many successful TV shows? That's amazing. Like, I can't believe, imagine being one of these guys. Never mind the three of them knowing each other. Because, like, this Belsaro guy... Okay, Tales of the Gold Monkey, never heard of. No. Tequila and Bonetti, never heard of. First Monday, never heard of. Oh, his first thing, Big Hawaii, never heard of. But, like, even Airwolf, like is way down, but you talk about Magnum P.I., Quantum Leap, and NCIS to people, they're like, oh, that guy! That yeah. guy's really successful. Right, it does, I mean, that's three huge shows. Yeah, Jag, I don't know, I, do, I don't know if people still know what Jag was. No, but that was still pretty successful. I mean, yeah. it, you know what? If, if, if all I was famous for was the creator of Jag, I would be pretty happy with myself. <laughs> Yo, yeah. And I would probably be living fairly comfortably. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I would take it as stupid as Jag was. Uh, let's see. M- uh, many of his protagonists are current or former members of the United States Armed Forces. Tom Salas' character in Magnum PI was a United States Naval Academy graduate, former SEAL officer, and Vietnam vet. Uh, character in Airwolf was a Vietnam veteran. Commander Harmon Harm Rab Jr. The main character of Jag was a Naval Academy graduate and former Naval aviator. Mm. Uh, let's see, Leroy Jethro Gibbs, uh, retired Marine Corps gunnery sergeant and scout sniper. Uh, Jake Cutter from Tales of the Gold Monkey was a former <laughs> Flying Tigers pilot. Al in Quantum Leap was a former Naval aviator, Vietnam yep. prisoner of war, and Rear Admiral. Um, several of his main characters share August 8th as their birthday. Really? Was that his birthday? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2004, which was shown in the season 9 JAG episode Trojan Horse. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, in an interview with Sci-Fi Channel in the late 90s, Belisario said he was inspired to create Quantum Leap in 1988 after reading a novel about time travel. His service alongside JFK's assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, was the basis for the Quantum Leap 5th series double-length episode, Lee Harvey Oswald. Wow. Uh, He retired in 2007 after widely reported tension with star Mark Harmon. Ended with a former's departure from... NCIS, although he retains the title of executive producer, he has not had any creative or executive involvement with NCIS since. Uh, He later sued CBS over the creation of NCIS Los Angeles, arguing his contract with the network entitled him to the first rights to create any NCIS spinoff. 
as well as some share of profits from the new show. The suit was settled before trial in 2011 for an undisclosed amount. And he got a amount. shit ton of money. Uh, our production company was named... Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's nothing. Uh, let's see. Anything good in his personal life? Nah. Uh, probably not. Nah, no, just Married, like, just like who kids, he fucked eat, and like... Eats chicken palm. Uh, how he's related to... So and, steak palms. Yeah. Lots of steak palms and, uh, whatever Serbian people eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. steak parms. I just went along with that before. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you forgot about that. <laughs> it finally steak clicked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you were just the creator of Jag, you'd be like, fuck yeah. Even <gasps> Airwolf, you'd be like, all right. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I'll be the creator of Airwolf. Dude, I need to need to make a steak bomb someday. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, God, it sounds so good. I'm even, like, excited about these other guys that he worked like. With, like, Okay, Stephen J. Canal, we knew, was, like, a big name, did a lot. Lenny Ooh. Larson, who I literally, if you held a gun to my head before this and was like, what did he create? What did he create? I'd, I'd just be like, just shoot me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I have no idea, but um, apparently he did uh Okay, like, Battlestar Galactica, huge. Fall Guys still talked about. Quincy M.E., not so much, but, you know. Still, even if I made Quincy M.E., I'd be like, all right, I'm good with that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a big hit on um, Lifetime. Uh, yeah, in, in, in later years, in syndication. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Uh, Jack Klugman. Jack Klugman? Yeah. Sam! I think I found out who the murderer was. Uh, anyway, where? Did the, how do we go? <laughs> we went down um, a real quantum leap rabbit hole. Wait, 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 how did we get from ranks of? I, okay, we talked about Nazis, Man yeah. in the High Castle, which I said was really good. I'm halfway through there, and then we somehow got from Nazis. To quantum leap because we were talking about time travel. Well, we were talking we were... about the ranks of of. Of generals, yeah. Generals and, and stuff. And the Nazi equivalent. And then we got off on Nazis. Ooh. Was it that? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And then I was, I was like, hey, I saw a man in the high castle. Oh, okay. Then yeah, we, got, we got from man in the high castle, because I'm like, I don't know if there's some kind of travel, time travel thing going on. Oh, and then that led us to Quantum Leap. I think that led us to Quantum Leap, because I think I was talking about the, uh, like the weird ending for it. and Somehow I brought up the Civil War thing. Where they're just yeah. Like, uh, and yeah, then, how they uh, were just like, fuck it. Fuck the rules yeah. that we set for ourselves. They're like, we have no idea what to do. Yeah. Like, I just imagine it's a, it's like a whiteboard, or I guess back then it would have been a chalkboard. But they have all the episodes written out, and it's just like, episode 20 is a bunch of question marks, and then, like, the janitor comes in and just starts <laughs> writing, like, an idea out. And they're like, who wrote this? Who wrote this? <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> We're doing it. That man. <laughs> and then the guy was like abused by his father, and then somebody with a beard told him it wasn't his fault, and he cried. Probably. Um, I just want to see one more thing because I want to see who wrote that episode, and if they wrote anything else. 
Oh, dude, I bet they didn't. I bet it was like it was like an intern or something, and they were like, "Hey, Jimmy, what do you got? You got any ideas for this one?" Um, Richard C. Oakey is credited as the writer on it. Either that or this guy went on to have like such an illustrious career and we're totally underselling him. <laughs> he wrote a lot of Quantum Leap episodes. And by a lot, I mean five. <laughs> okay. Any, any good ones? He's credited with a story by and a teleplay by, but not a written by. I guess because most of his writing didn't make it in. Um, here, here's what he actually wrote. He wrote six episodes of Knight Rider. Uh, one episode of Dennis the Menace. One episode... or. Two episodes of Hunter. Uh, of what? Hunter. Hunter. It was a show. If you look up Hunter, you'll recognize the people in it. Um, it stars uh, Fred Dreyer. He was like a detective. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Simon and Simon. He wrote six episodes of four teleplays and one story by. Okay. Uh, he wrote a TV movie called Love and Curses. And all that jazz. <laughs> he wrote a few episodes of uh, Tequila and Benetti. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> so we have uh, Quantum Tequila Leap. He created... Okay, so here's another <laughs> one where we're just like, ah, this guy sucked. But if he had his career, he'd be like, eh, I'd be happy with that. He created Major Dad. <laughs> oh, wow, Major Dad. I mean, yeah. again, like... like we said, I mean, <laughs> like, we look at it, we're like, that stupid Major Dad was stupid. But you know what? If I had created, <laughs> like, Major Dad, I would, like, walk around and be like, yeah, you know, <clears throat> creator of Major Dad. Like, I, would, <laughs> yeah. I would, like, tell people. You print it on your business card and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, people are like, what do you do? I'd be like, yeah, I wrote something. I created something. You might know it. It's called Major fucking Dad. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to... I like I'm, I'm trying to pick major up fucking like dad. <laughs> major fucking dad. I'm, just, I'm like picking up chicks using that. You're in bars and stuff trying to connect down anything. Yeah, it was like that one episode of Major Dad. Did you ever see that show? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Because you had. I had, I created it. I was just. Throwing that oh, out there, man. Oh, I would be pimping major. I'd be like giving out the DVDs. Uh, he's like hitting on like real young women in bars and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you ever, you ever show called Major Dad? And they're like, no. And he's like, when when were you born? 95? <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was off the air in 93. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I know. It's dead. Yeah, I gotta tough, keep man. going for younger and younger women because they don't know what the fuck Major <laughs> Dad Oh, Jesus. Uh, he wrote 21 episodes of Renegade. Uh, I which I believe name, was man. Lorenzo Lamas. Okay. Yeah, Lorenzo Lamas. Also created by Stephen J. Cannell. Um Again, though, if I created Renegade, I'd be like, I don't take Renegade. <laughs> sure, it's no major dad, but I mean. <laughs> Two episodes of Earth Final Conflict. One episode of Air America. Uh, looks like 10 episodes of Pacific Blue. Oh, Pacific Blue. Oh, my God, with the, uh, the bike cops. Yes, the bike cops. Oh, my God, they were fighting crime on those bikes. <laughs> Wasn't that, like, oh. just on USA? Yeah, USA, TNT, one of those. Something it might have like been that. USA. Um, 
Oh, there was a great episode. I remember there was some guy like Robin. <laughs> I like, remember an episode of. Oh yeah, no, it was like it was a handicap guy, and they were all playing. It was a bunch of handicapped people playing basketball, and I forget he was like somehow like cheating the handicapped people, like stealing oh, their chairs or something. <laughs> what? So I, I, yeah, no, and then so the Pacific Blue guys they raided his house, but they raided it on the bikes. So, like, they busted through the windows of the house on the bikes. I'm not even... (laughs) This is not an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, they, like, went in and, like, arrested the guy. It was unbelievable. Wow. It was was some of the greatest TV I've ever witnessed. I'm going to have to find a clip of that. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, busting through the... I mean, they... they, It was like a SWAT team on bikes. (laughs) <laughs> move, 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 move. They got, was, they got like, body so armor over their bike shorts, but uh, it just covers their bike shorts. Their knees are still exposed. <laughs> it, was, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, let's see. He was a creator on a show, uh, 44 episodes, called 18 Wheels of Justice. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, was it about a trucker? 18 Wheels of Justice. <laughs> Uh, Michael Cates is an agent for the Justice Department. His assignment. What? Is he related to Phoebe? Uh, No, Cates. Yeah, Phoebe Cates. Is it Phoebe Cates? I thought it was Phoebe Yates. No, it's Cates. All right. Yeah, whatever. Go on. Um, His assignment was to infiltrate the organization of Jacob Calder, a deadly and vicious crime boss. He saw Calder kill his mistress. Calder was brought to trial and convicted. Calder was not going to, like, Kate's off the hook, so he took a contract out on Kate's. The Hitman. Could they pick like different letters to start the names for the two main characters? That would have really helped things out. The Hitman missed Kate's, but was able to get his wife and daughter. Oh no. Kate's boss, Bert Burton Hardesty. Yeah, Hardesty. Hardesty? H a r d e s t y. Guess <laughs> hardesty. Like that's the hardesty my boner has ever been. <laughs> um, oh, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> Burton hardesty decides that uh, the that the best way for Michael. What the fuck is Michael? Oh, Cates. Okay. For Michael Cates to avoid Calder's hitmen is for him to pose as Chance Bowman, a trucker, and drive all around. Wow. Cates, however, cannot help but get involved with the lives of the people whom he meets and seems to run into people who have deals with or know Calder. So as a result of this, Calder gets a line on him and either sends someone to take him out or offers the bounty he placed on Cates to the people who informed him. That was that was written on IMDb by RCS0411 at yahoo.com. Oh man. I mean that was I mean it, am I wrong for thinking that was a little confusing? That was very confusing. Yeah, okay, good. All right, I'm not the only one. That was very very confusing. I had no idea what the hell he was talking uh, about. All right, so after Major Dad, he went to this. Um, oh, he worked on a couple episodes of that show, Witchblade, that I forgot existed. Witchblade? Ooh. Yeah, Witchblade uh, was a comic in, like, the late 90s 
where she she was like um, basically wearing I think like a bikini made of like uh it basically looked like uh like bones or something. Okay. I'm just look up Witchblade and you'll see what I mean. It was it was All real right. weird. It was like a weird looking thing from what I remember. I could be wrong. Okay. Witchblade. Um, he worked. So that was a short-lived show. I think that was on like TNT or something too. Oh. But she did not have like the bikini outfit. Oh wow. Going on. So that's very sexual. Um, there was another Hunter TV series that he worked on. Um, oh, it looks like they tried to relaunch it. Or no, maybe, maybe, yeah, it looks like they tried to relaunch or they did like a miniseries or something. Um, TV, TV series documentary going back. TV movie Sky Runners was in 2009. Pause Fiddle, the Music of America TV movie, 2012. Okay. Um, and he wrote an episode of Elementary in 2016. Wow, he's still very active. Oh, he's a supervising producer on Elementary. That's where he's getting some of his money from now. So he's somehow involved in the writing process of Elementary. Huh. If he's a producer. Uh, let's see. They also have director. Oh, he directed an episode of Simon and Simon and Renegade. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of ridiculous. Wow. Hey, John. Yeah, Keith? Uh, do you think people are enjoying what they're listening to right now? Uh, I know I sure am. I hope they are. Uh, well, do you know what they should do if they are enjoying it? Uh, I know what I would do. There are a selection of other podcasts uh, with these same great voices that you can listen to, uh, such as the But You're Wrong podcast with Keith and Greg. And it's a uh, warning. That's kind of usually not safe for work. So... Don't listen to that one at the doctor's office. At least put on put on the headphones. Yeah, yeah headphones for that. Uh, and then we have uh, Living Room Theater that I do with my wife, where we talk about movies that aren't documentaries. It's true. And that one's slightly more safe for work, but probably still put the headphones on. Um, no, I mean, you can listen to that one at work unless, um, you know, you just, I mean, maybe turn it down. Because sometimes unless you're supposed to be working, yeah, like you know, you know, use caution. You know, always follow the workplace rules when you're listening to our shows. Uh, We of course have this one, the uh, documentary show, and then um, there's one that just launched called uh, the Fortune Cookie Minute, where Uh, I read fortune cookies. Yeah, and then my favorite part of the Fortune Cookie Minute is that it is one minute long. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's a pretty simple show. And, uh, if you have a minute, why not listen to it? Yeah. And then, uh, I think soon, maybe, uh, next year, beginning of next year, we might even have another one with, uh, your silky voice on there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a few ideas I'm kicking around, but I definitely will have another one, uh, in the works here in the 2016s. Yeah. Now, John, do you know where they go to listen to all these? Um, nope. Well, you can just Google all of that stuff uh, or type it into iTunes, or you can go to theactualkeith.com, and it's right there on the main page for you. Yeah, you do have a pretty good-looking website for all this stuff. Thank you. I, I put a lot of work into it. Mm, I did nothing. 
Yeah, you do some stuff. I talk. And that's really all we need. And now back to the show. All right. It wouldn't be great if, like, you could get into writing and then you just create Major Dad. And, like, it's not a great show from what I remember. But, like, he probably still makes money. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the very least, he probably made enough money that he doesn't really have to worry about anything. I mean, probably still wants to work, so he keeps making money. But, like, he's probably not going to go broke. Yeah. I'm sure there are still people buying Major Dad DVDs. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't think it's in syndication. I'm sure somewhere it is, though. You think so? Maybe, Maybe like Japan or something. I search Major Dad on Amazon and, like, no DVDs come up. Really? You're just getting pictures of, like, really, like, Jack Dads? Here's the thing. I type in Major Dad Season 1. The top search result is Stargate SG-1 Season 7. Wow. So, I don't think, uh... Oh, this is a douchey shirt down here. My favorite baseball star calls me Dad. Yeah, that's really lame. That's real messed up. Oh, my favorite baseball star calls me mom. Now, how does that relate to Major Dad Season 1 in any way whatsoever? I don't know. Like, what are you doing, Google? This is on Amazon. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Amazon. This is fucking Amazon. God. Ugh. Yeah, man. So maybe you can't get Major Dad on DVD. Maybe not. You know what? They should put it on DVD. Major Dad streaming. Watch Major Dad online at Hulu. Yeah. Is Major Dad on Hulu? It is. Oh my god. Well, you... Dude, you should start watching. I don't know. Dude, these people will start getting their, uh, their royalties that they deserve. Yeah, is uh, I'm sure Quantum Leap is on there because maybe I'll get drunk later and watch Quantum Leap. It's gotta be. It's on. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, well, it's on Hulu too. Yeah, I think you're okay. right. I think it is on Netflix. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing we were talking about? Uh, One of the cor- many many shows. God, I don't know. We just went through like hundred of them. <laughs> we just covered fucking everything. <laughs> Where do I watch BJ and the Bear? Yeah, yeah, that was everyone's favorite. Because right? I made a, I made a BJ and the Bear reference on Facebook to my sister-in-law. Because um, mm. I forget we we're going back and forth, and I was trying to. Um, oh, she, oh, she did one of those things where she was like, "Oh, this is about this, right?" Like, and it's totally wrong. She's pretending she doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Um. And then there was something about Rocky and how she's never seen Rocky. Oh, that was it. It was somehow related to Rocky, and she said something like, um, oh, that's about, like, a truck driver, right? And I was like, yeah, it's about a truck driver. It was later turned into a TV series called BJ and the Bear. And her next <clears throat> response was, I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people do not know. Yeah, but that was like, in her, that would have been in her wheelhouse. Oh, really? Yeah, like, she's the same age as my brother. They're both born somewhere around, I want to say, 74. Mm-hmm. Um, BJ and the Bear was on 79 to 81, like... 
Okay. They were. They, it was at a time where I feel like they would have remembered that. Right. Right. So, yeah, or at least known what it was. Yeah, they should have some BJ and the Bear reference. I shouldn't know what the fuck BJ and the Bear is, but no. But you're yeah, but you're crazy, and so aren't I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've uh, for some reason have spent uh, the last fifty-one minutes talking about shows that are really old and that I should not know about. <laughs> well, that's so, usually what we do. Um, hey, speaking of think buying things on Amazon. Um, which apparently I have to reset my password for because somebody yeah. might have stolen it. Um, how much? How much should I spend on a new turntable? Um, what kind of turntable should I buy? Because here's the thing: the uh, a little while ago, probably like a year ago, my record player, my turntable, uh, started doing this thing where if I uh, if I go to put it down on the first track it then thinks that it's like on the last track lifts it up moves the arm back drops it down and i can't really play it Mm. and i tried to figure out how to repair it but i was just like i i couldn't figure it out and everything that i tried never seemed to fix it it went away briefly but then it came back so i was like i don't know maybe i'll just get a new one because i was just Uh. fed up tonight because i was fed up with life today so i was like you know i'm just gonna listen to some records that's what greg would tell me to do if i was like greg I'm all fired up. He'd be like, just chill out, get a drink. I don't know why I'm making you like you're from California. <laughs> you look, I'm like, I'm a hippie. <laughs> yeah. Just chill out, man. Dude, you gotta just chill out, man. Listen to some jazz. I'm Fuck vinyl. the man. Listen to some jazz. I hate capitalism, man. <laughs> get some gumbo. <laughs> Other um, New Orleans things. That is exactly <laughs> what I would say to do. Watch though. some NCIS New Orleans, man. Um, I, I, would, I would tell you to have a drink, have a smoke, Listen to some vinyl. Yeah. But I couldn't fucking listen to vinyl. And the this one that's on there is one that always puts me in a good mood. I was trying to listen to it before you came on. Uh, uh, Lou Rawls. See you when I get there. Oh, yeah. I was like, Unmistakably that, Lou. That'll put me in a great mood for us to record. Um, I'll have some great stuff, some great material. We won't have to rely on late nineties, late eighties, early nineties TV programming <laughs> to make an episode out of. <laughs> no, we, we we never do that. And then I couldn't fucking get the thing to play, and I was like, "Oh fuck it, I'm just gonna buy a new one." Because I've learned now, as long as it's nothing too ridiculous, if a box shows up from Amazon, and even if I tell my wife what it is, she won't be like, "Why are you spending money?" Yeah. So I'm well, thinking the most I can get away with is maybe eighty bucks. Um. Okay. I, I could maybe push it to a hundred. A hundred or so, like right around there. I would see what you can get on just a regular, you know, like a Sony turntable. Um, that's what I would recommend. That's what I use. You I go love, with Sony. I love my Sony audio products. Okay. I got. I'm not like. I don't know. For I, I think my dad kind of. That's kind of from my dad. He's always used like Sony stereo products, um, but I love my Sony turntable. I think it was this. This I bought this one a few years ago. I want to say it was like one ten maybe. So uh, you can probably find the same one for around a hundred. I got um, one here for one twenty eight. A Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty up there. Yeah, Sony. Sony's not like the top of the mark, but it's like definitely a, it's above average. Mm-hmm. 
but I think they last a, a good while too. Here's a here's one um, Audio Technica. Okay. Yeah, I know the name. That's ninety nine bucks. That's um, that's uh, uh, see, it's got a four and a half out of five stars with twenty five hundred reviews. Well, it's not bad. It seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, the other one I was looking at was this, uh, and this is the only thing that interests me about it is it's a Jensen three speed stereo turntable. I like that it's a three-speed because I do have some 78s. That's true. You do have 78s. Yeah. Mm. yeah and this one's, this one's 62.25, normally 100 bucks. Mm. Now, this one's three and a half stars with a 616 customer reviews. Yeah, you're probably not looking at quite the quality. Yeah. Yeah, you got to... You gotta weigh that because you don't. I mean, not not. I, what uh, what kind of? What do you have an ion? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ions are decent, um, but you don't. Obviously, you don't want to have the same thing happen, and you not be able to listen to it. Um, Maybe I'll go with the Audio Technica. Yeah, that was the the ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, I saved myself thirty bucks. Yeah, you can get two prime rib dinners at Golden Corral for that price. You could. That's true. No, I'm no for uh, for the thirty bucks that you save. Oh, 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 oh! For the thirty. You haven't oh. seen that commercial with uh, with Jeff Foxworthy? Maybe you don't have Golden Corral in your area. That's probably yeah, a I've seen. No, I ha- I have the Foxworthy commercials with where Golden he comes Corral. in and he's playing with the symphony or whatever, and then he just fucks everything up, and he's like cello people. Oh no! I have not. Yeah. I, w- I would know if I had seen that. He's playing a cello, <laughs> and he it's that <laughs> sound. And he goes cello, everyone. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I'm here to tell you then that you can get prime rib at Golden Corral for only thirteen ninety nine. And you're like, wow. do I want thirteen ninety nine prime rib? Yeah, you see, exactly, exactly. That, that's the, see, that's what you have to ask yourself about the turntable. Do you want the sixty-something dollar turntable? Do you want the thirteen ninety-nine prime rib? I don't think you really do. Mm, I would feel comfortable with the ninety-nine dollar turntable. Yes, or the twenty-dollar prime rib. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, maybe twenty-four dollar prime rib. Any, I think between twenty and twenty-five is the sweet spot for prime rib. Yeah, I think you might be right, unless you're at like a like a like a Ramsey kind of restaurant. Well, yeah, then you pay in. if I'm at a Ramsey restaurant, I'm getting the Beef Wellington. Yeah, well, I, I one time got prime rib, and I paid like $70 for it, so. Damn, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I know, That's it was some ridiculous. some gourmet prime rib. It we would have been fine with that cheap Golden Corral shit. Yeah. It was pretty good prime rib, though, let me tell you. Oh. I enjoyed it. I used to, uh, I used to oh. get... Prime rib at uh, at Charlie Brown's. Uh, Charlie Brown is this when you were little and you got your little steaks? No, I used to get the big steaks. Oh, okay. Um, but you I were used... little and you ate the steaks. Yes, because the only things that I were really was really interested in in eating when we were out was like chicken fingers or prime rib or or steak. But then, like, I discovered prime rib at this Charlie Brown's. Uh, grill and i was just like all right so i ordered it was always like 
Was it like 16 ounces or it was something something ridiculous for a kid my size? Yeah. And they would always be like, uh, I think. Okay, so I'm looking at here. There's the Duchess cut, which is eight ounces. Queen cut, ten ounces. Charlie cut, fourteen ounces, and double cut, twenty ounces. I'm thinking maybe I got the Charlie cut. The Charlie cut, yeah. I, I'm feeling like I would not have gotten the the twenty ounce, um, but maybe I did. But I got the fourteen ounce, and the waitress would always like look at my parents and be like, "Really?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, no, he's gonna eat it." And I always yeah. did. That's I good. Did. I always ate it. it I, I think that's the main thing. Like, parents, like, it's like, oh, we're going to buy it. We, you know, we're going to pay for the, the kid's dinner. And it's like, oh, you ordered something that's a little expensive. It's like, you know what? If he eats it, I'll let it slide. But oh, if yeah. he doesn't eat the whole thing, I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah, and I always <laughs> ate the fucking thing. Right. Um, um, I, me and my family used to go to this place. Well, I mean, once in a while, we, we'll go skiing. We go, it's up in New Hampshire. And uh, I haven't gone in a while, obviously, because I'm an adult now. But uh, we would stay at this place called Woodward's. And it was oh, right a, next to Bernstein's. I remember. Yeah. And it was a hotel and they had their own restaurant. And the restaurant was fucking awesome. And so, like, you would book, like, a few nights or whatever. And, you know, okay, you have four people. And they would there would be this meal package. So you would eat breakfast and dinner at the restaurant. And part of the deal was you could order anything on the meal. I mean, I'm sorry, on the menu uh, for your meal. And so they had the the prime rib, which was my favorite. And they had the queen cut, which was, I mean, these things were huge. The queen cut, I believe, was 20 ounces. And the king cut was 24 ounces. And let me tell you, I rocked that king cut many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Yeah, when I got older, I went to the to the double cut. Yeah, the the big the big Charlie Dick. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those bifurcated cuts. <laughs> what? Bifurcated? You said Charlie Dick, so I said bifurcated cuts. Oh, like the bisected like, penis? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just wasn't exactly clear on the terminology. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Jeez, Greg. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's something wrong with me, obviously. Fucking animal. I know. <laughs> uh. Um. So yeah. Mm. Uh. That's. I think that's all I got. Okay. That's it for uh, for Butcher Wrong. I'm Keith Bodella. I'm Greg Dinicola. Uh. Remember, everyone. No regrets. And if you're a white man trapped in a black man's body in the 50s, you're probably Scott Bakula. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the But You're Wrong podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out on Twitter at BYW Podcast. You can also check us on Facebook at facebook.com slash but you're wrong. And if you have any grievances to air, be sure to email them to bywpodcast at gmail.com.